Welcome! This is the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. Stay tuned as you listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're excited to be in church, let me hear you say hallelujah. Or let me, let me see you wave your hands online. Just, just wave, say amen, give a wave. Hallelujah. You know, this is excitement we are in this hall. It feels almost like as if there is, I'm with people around. So um, just in case I say shout amen, just, just pardon me, okay? I know what's this streaming live online. Whew. It's Thursday fix. Deep down, I just want to keep worshiping in song. But we need to get into God's word. But, um, ah, time. Okay, okay, time has gone. Let's go. All right, tonight, by the grace of God, um, we'll be looking at a topic. I finally was able to give, give it a title. It took a while, but finally, finally, a title came. Winning by the Spirit. Winning by the Spirit. Now, um, God will help me tonight because I really just want to sit here and then just talk to you. And let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation tonight. So, um, for those that know me already, I don't like to preach. I like to gist. So, tonight, by the grace of God, we're going to gist. Okay? So, when when we say winning by the Spirit, what do we mean? Okay? Um, The word winning has, has has a basic word, has a parent word, which is win. Win is the continuous term, the present continuous of the word win. So what does it mean to win? To win basically means to be successful. It means to succeed. So when we say winning by the spirit, what we're saying is succeeding or become successful by the spirit. Now, when we say by the spirit, I do not mean turn to spirit. It's not winning by turning into a spirit. No, it is becoming successful by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Now, when we hear success, especially for us in, in Nigeria or in Africa, when we hear the word success, the first thing that comes to our mind is money. When you tell someone I'm successful, the first thing the person thinks about is that you have this big, fat bank accounts that you're doing so well in, t- in terms of cash. But success is beyond cash. Okay? Success is defined as the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. Success is defined as the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. So, let's bring it together. When we say winning by the Spirit... It means accomplishing your aim, accomplishing your purpose by the Spirit of God, accomplishing your tasks 
being able to do that which you have been created to do by the Spirit of God. Being able to fulfill purpose. Being able to fulfill your destiny. Being able to live a full life by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, um, quickly, let me just quickly say this. That your factor of success is not dependent on who you know. You know, time and time again, if you ask some people, why have you not been able to do this? Why have you not been able to achieve this? They'll tell you, um, I would have loved to become this in life, but I don't know anybody. I'd have loved to be able to do this, but I don't have the right connection. I'm not connected. I don't have, I don't have the right physical, I don't have the political connection. I don't have the economic connection to be able to achieve ABC. That's why my life has not been able to kick off. And over the years, a lot of us have used that as the reason or the excuse to live our life be below average. We have used it as an excuse to live life below capacity. And this is not the will of God for us. Let's see something. John chapter number 5. I'm reading the King James Version. John chapter number 5. I'm going to read from verse 7. Okay, let's read from verse 6. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Without be made whole. The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled, to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another stepped down before me. Okay, now this is the story of a man that was by the pool, and he was sick. He was by the pool of Bethsaida, and according to scripture, at a certain time, at a certain season, the angel will come, the Spirit of God will come and trouble the water. And whoever will enter the water first will get healed. Now, this man has been there for years. For years, and he has been trying to get healed. He's been trying to get into the pool, but he, he, he couldn't get into the pool because he had nobody to actually assist him. And so in his mind, he had concluded that because there was nobody to help him, there was no way for him to get helped. So look at what Jesus asked him. In verse 6, he says, He said unto him, Will thou be made whole? Jesus did not ask the man, why have you not been made whole? He said, will you? Do you desire? Do you desire to be made whole? Do you desire to be better? Do you desire a better life? But what's the answer of the man? He took Jesus back to his inadequacy. And started to explain. Yes, I want to be made whole. But there's nobody to help me. Yes, I want to go to school, but my father is not interested. Yes, I would like to work in an oil company, but I don't have the necessary connection to get me there. But did Jesus ask him, why have you not been healed? No. Will thou be made whole? You know, that is the same excuse a lot of us make today. We look at God's word, we hear God's word, and then we look at it and we tell ourselves, this cannot be me. 
They say you're the blessed of God. You say, eh, all those that are connected minus me. You remove yourself from the equation because you do not see how someone with your background can be able to achieve the things that the scriptures have been saying. You look at it and you see, oh, you check the people that have been doing it. And you say, okay, these guys are qualified. But you know, there is no connection like the connection of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the greatest connector in the world is God himself. Because scripture says that the heart of a king is in his hand. And like the water, he turns it to wherever he wills. So it means that connection you are looking for, by virtue of you being in Christ, you already have the necessary connection to get to where you want to get to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, another thing I've come to realize is that it is very easy for us as Christians to say that yes, I look up to God. Because as I'm saying this now, I can, I, I can imagine some of us saying yes, I depend on God for everything. I depend on God whenever I need anything. But let me ask you this question. When it is really not rosy, when the situation of life is hitting you badly and your back is against the wall, what is your first reaction? Do you call God first? Or you try to reach out to your friends first? Who you call first determines or proves to you where your hope truly lies. Some of us are so caught up with man and the things that man can do for us that we do not consider God. You know, Pastor Cooper was, was teaching on, on Sunday and he gave, he gave an example of when his boss called him into the office and how he decided to pray first before going to the office and when he got there, the, the boss that naturally is hostile to everybody was laughing and gisting with him and his immediate boss was shocked and surprised and amazed at the fact that this boss that likes to be hostile with everybody, all of a sudden, is friendly with this person. Why? Because before he went for the meeting, he connected to the best connector. He allowed himself, he allowed himself to leave his physical ability and connect to the one that controls the heart of everyone. So if in difficult situations, the first person you call is a man, then your trust is not in God, your trust is in that man. God should not be your last resort. He should be your first. Hallelujah. Let me show you something. Jeremiah. Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. I really want to show you this. Hold up. I'm almost there. Today I'm using, I'm using my big Bible so that I'll feel more like a pastor. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 17.5. It says, Thus say the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusted in man and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departed from the Lord. He says, he maketh flesh. When Bible says he maketh flesh his arm, means he depends on, his, on man for his source. He has made man 
to become his source instead of God. He has decided that for him to move from where he is to the next level, he needs another man to help him. Listen, I understand and I believe that the increase you are looking for, God will, somebody will have to actually give you the job, right? Because, for instance, you don't own, you don't own Shell, you don't own Chevron. So somebody will actually have to look at your CV and agree that, okay, you should come and work and then approve your, your employment letter and then you can actually work in Chevron. But instead of going around begging people to connect you, have you tried praying? Have you tried depending on the Holy Spirit? Have you tried looking at God and telling God, Lord, this is what I want to do in my life. Lord, I need you to help me achieve this. In Isaiah 31 verse 1, it says, Cursed is he that puts his trust in Egypt. Now, some of us as Christians, we even go further than looking for a man. We leave the church and we start looking for hidden to help us. Now, if you say that you're a child of God and you've received everything in Christ, how do you think that guy that you have been telling to come and serve Jesus will feel when you are coming to him to beg for money in order for you to start your business? Think about it. Because why would he now decide to come and join you if at the end of the day, you that is in Christ needs him to establish you? If you need an unbeliever to establish you, then how do you tell that unbeliever that in Christ, in Christ, all things consist? It becomes impossible to do. Hallelujah. Now, there's another story in the Bible that I love so much. The story of the, of the man called Zerubbabel. I'll give you a quick background and then we'll quickly just look at it. Zerubbabel at this time had become the ruler of Judea. They had come out from Babylon. He wasn't born in Israel. He wasn't born in Judea. He was born in captivity. But at the time they returned, he was their ruler. As at then the temple that Solomon built had been destroyed... And there was so much tax for him to do that looked like as if it was impossible to do. But at that time, there was a prophet in the land by the name of Zechariah. And the angel of the Lord from God came to him and began to explain to Zechariah how Zerubbabel would be able to accomplish the tax that seemed impossible. Now take note. The temple of Solomon or the temple that Solomon built for God that was destroyed by King Nebuchadnezzar was a temple that David gathered resources and wanted to build. But God told David, you can't build this temple because your hand is stained with blood, but your son Solomon will build. So it took plenty, a lot of years, let's say 10, 20, 30, 40 years to gather the resources to build that temple. So as at the time the temple was initially being built, there was gold in abundance. There was manpower in abundance. Now here comes Zerubbabel with little resources. They were just returning from captivity. So resources were, were scarce. It's like the situation we're in now. They just released the lockdown. So resources are scarce. You're looking at your business and you're like, where will I go from here? Resources are scarce. You look at your family. How do I achieve this? Resources are scarce. Zerubbabel was in the same condition. 
But hear this. Hear this. Zechariah 4, lessons from verse 6. He said, Then the angel spake unto me, saying, This is the word unto Zerubbabel. Saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Meaning, it is not by the ability you have. It is not by your physical capacity. It is by my spirit. Men looking at yourself, it may be impossible for you to achieve. Paul was writing to the Corinthians church in 2 Corinthians 12. If you read from verse 9, he says, he says, for his strength is made perfect in my weakness. So when he comes to God helping you do things, he begins to show how strong he is when you get to a point when you cannot do it anymore. So listen, your weakness is not revealed for you to run to man for help. Your weakness is revealed for you to allow God to step in. The reason why you are still running from pillar to post, begging everybody, is because you have not allowed the Spirit of God. You have not allowed the Spirit of God to reveal the strength of God through you. Instead, you still keep trying to achieve things on your own. What's in Zechariah 4? He says, who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? He said, thou shalt become a plain. Now, mountain represents obstacles. Everybody has mountain. There's no body on the surface of the earth that is not going through one challenge or the other. But look at what, look at what, look at what, look at what was said to Zerubbabel. He said, the mountain shall become a plane, meaning the size of the mountain is not as important as the size of the God that you serve. In fact, I dare to say that the bigger the mountain, the greater you realize the level of strength that God has put inside of you. The bigger the mountain you see, the more God shows up. He says, shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone. Thereof, with shouting, crying, grace, grace, unto it. The headstone. Meaning, he will complete it. When you see the headstone, it means the work, the work is complete. Now, understand, the beginning, Zerubbabel was worried. Because he did not have what it, what it would take to achieve this. But God was telling him, he says, see, you may not have physically what it takes but i do every work i have put in your hand i have the ability to accomplish the work you are only a vessel now most of the time when most of us hear work we think it has to do with standing up in, 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 in the midst of people and preaching the gospel hear me the career path you have picked if you allow god to direct you on the career path to pick that same God will give you the strength to become the best in that career path. The problem we have is that we are too busy and too quick. We are too, we are too filled. We are so much filled our mind with fear that we cannot wait. For scripture says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Why? Because adversity will always come. 
listen, that you are going through tribulations. It is no new. Adversity, adversity will always come. Tribulations are common to all men. But what do you do when those things come? What do you do? It is not the time to scheme. It is the time to rely on the Spirit. It says, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit. Meaning, when the Spirit of God is involved in anything, you can achieve anything. I'll say that again because I I want you to sit down. I'll say it again. If you're writing, write this down. When the Spirit of God is involved in anything, you can achieve anything. So, instead of running to your uncle that will keep telling you story, and he will tell you story to a point he will stop picking your call, run to God. Run to God. You know, I'll say this here. There's something my brother always says. He says, every man has 99 problems. You that's calling the man, you have one. If he takes up your one, he's going to become a hundred. So the person you are running to for help probably has 99 problems. And you have one. The reason why he has stopped picking your call is because if he has your one to his 99, he has a hundred. But there is someone that does not have any problem. His name is Jesus. He doesn't have any problem. He doesn't have any issues. And he's willing and able. See, he's not just willing. He's willing and he's able to always assist you. If you can only come to him instead of a man. If you can only come to him instead of a man. Listen, I understand we all have weaknesses. But when Paul was saying, for your strength is made perfect in my weakness, what Paul was trying to explain to the Corinthians church is that my weakness is swallowed every time the Spirit of God is available. Wherever the Holy Ghost is made is made manifest, my weakness is no longer seen. My weakness is no longer revealed. I may not be as educated as I want to be, but because I have the Spirit of God, He takes me to where my educational level cannot take me to. Because I have the Spirit of God, He gives me the ability to do beyond my physical capacity. Listen, if you can learn to trust in Jesus, there is nothing, there is nothing you cannot achieve. Hallelujah. Ooh. All right. I'd like to beg us to read this scripture. Read Psalm 121 on your own. Read Psalm 23. Psalm 121. Psalm 23. Please read them on your own. David was writing and he said some beautiful things. But let's see Proverbs 20, 21 verse 31. Proverbs 21 verse 31. Because the reason why I'm reading this scripture is that a lot of people would go up and say, Pastor Obey said we should rely on God. So I wake up in the morning, I brush, I lie down on my bed, and I choose to do nothing. Because to win by the Spirit means to succeed by the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit will help me get my job. I will not submit CV. <laughs> As Obed said, win by the Spirit, so there is no need to do anything. Listen, Proverbs 21, verse 31. Are you there? It says, the horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord, that established. Now go to 24, Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24. This is one of my favorite scriptures ever. Verse 20. 
Proverbs 24, where are you? Okay, verse 33. Proverbs 24, verse 33. I want to read it in King James. I'm rounding up now. It says, yet a little sleep. Hmm? Not plenty sleep, oh. Yet a little sleep. Everybody's waking up by 8. Pastor Obey said, winning by the Spirit, so I'll wake up by 10. Yet a little slumber. People in the office are trying to complete their tasks. To meet their KPI. You said no. Pastor Obey said, winning by the Spirit. So when I'm in the office, I take out time to doze off. Yet a little slumber. Your mates are paying for exams. They are reading. You choose not to read. You are reading scripture. Oh, God. Yet a little slumber. He says, Oh, a little folding of hand. Like, let's chill. You know, you, you pick up your phone. You call Reverend Amma and say, Reverend Amma, I just feel like we should chill. He has gone to the office. Oh. Early morning has moved. You are staying in your house. Picking beans. Breaking melon. They are winning by the Spirit. He says, a little folding of hand to sleep. He says, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth. Hold up. Do you know what it means to travel? Now let me, the best way to explain somebody that travels is a woman that is in labor. The level of pain a woman feels when she's in labor cannot be compared to anything. He said, your poverty will come to you with such pain. He did not finish there. He said, and I want your desire for things like an armed man. So your life becomes the more you look, the less you see. You are looking at desiring things, but they are not happening. Why? Because you have failed to make moves. See, to win by the spirit is not to be lazy. To win by the spirit is to do things that you need to do, but do them from the point of understanding that the success you will achieve is not because of how much effort you have put, but because of the Holy Spirit inside of you. To win by the Spirit is not to be lazy. To win by the Spirit is not to procrastinate every time. Everybody wants us to do this, you push your own to next week. Next week becomes next year. Next year becomes next two years. And so you are constantly in one spot, you are not doing anything. Let me even tell you. Revelation. It says you're neither hot nor cold. So I will spit you out. Eh? You are just there. You are doing nothing. You're not in blow. You're not in slap. You're not in kick. You're not in flying heading. You are nowhere. He said, I will spit you out. So winning by the spirit is not a yastic to be lazy. Instead, it's to walk with the mentality. That God is the multiplier of your effort. So every effort you put, you become, you become like the story that happened when, when the Syria had waged war against Israel and those leprous guys were walking. Scripture says that they began to walk, that the Syrian army began to hear the, the sound of a mighty chariot. That's how your effort becomes. So let me ask you this question. As I close tonight, when you go through stuff, do you call on God?
or do you call on your pastor? Your pastor cannot help you win. Your uncle cannot help you win. They can do their best to try to assist you. But in order for you to truly get to your aim, you must rely on God. Remember I said the the, the cat upon a thousand hills are mine. The silver and the gold belongs to me. Everything you need or you can ever desire is in God's hand. Why not come to God today? Why not turn to Jesus for help? Why not rely on God today? He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. The reason why there is no direction for your path is because you have refused to acknowledge Jesus. You have refused to acknowledge Jesus. David says, I look towards the hills. From where comes my help? My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. Understand this. Your father has the whole world. Your father has the whole world. Imagine your father has the whole world and you are begging the servant for food. It's an error. It's an error. Can you just bow your head tonight? Reflect on your life and begin to have a change of heart. Begin to have a change of heart. It is not a crime to ask to look for investors. But it becomes a crime to think that your success of your life is tied to one investor. I'll say it again. It is not a crime to look for investors. But it becomes a crime to think that the success of your life is dependent on that investor. For the success of your life is dependent on God. And on God alone. Jesus, we worship you. Thank you, Father. Help us to look and trust in you alone from today. Help us to rely on the Spirit to accomplish the purpose of our lives. Help us to rely on you, Jesus, and not to put our trust on the arms of flesh. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name forever. Thank you for listening to the CGMI Living Springs Godful Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at CGMI underscore L Springs.